episode 34. I welcome your feedback. Welcome to Pole Data Soulmate Relationship Talk. I'm your host, Antriana E. Stone, the love advocate, where everything is always about you internally and externally. Be sure to tune in weekly on Wednesday for our new episode. And don't forget to invite a friend. This week's episode, I'll be narrating from the book, Pole Data Soulmate, Esther's Story. And our sponsor, Get More in Life Coaching, will give away three signed copies to the first three listeners that comment on this week's episode. Go to PoldateOrSoulmate.com for details. Thanks for listening. There were six dressing rooms in the boutique called Women on Notice Boutique. The store had four sales associates, but no one bothered to check the dressing rooms before closing. Esther awakened several hours after the boutique had closed and found herself sitting in the dark, clutching the red dress. She panicked and began banging on the walls. The alarm sounded. God, what happened? She screamed into the dark and fumbled for her phone. She immediately dialed 911. 911, what's your emergency? The 911 operator's voice came in clear and monotone over the line. Help! I fell asleep in the dressing room and now the burglar alarm is going off. I can't believe no one checked the dressing rooms before they closed. I don't know why the alarm is going off. I swear, I'm not a burglar. Ma'am, please calm down and speak slowly. What is your emergency? And where are you? My name is Esther, and I'm locked in the Women on Notice Boutique. I fell asleep in the dressing room. The store is closed, and now the alarm is going off. You're in the Women on Notice Boutique that is at Fifth Avenue and Broadway? Yes. Okay, Esther. I need you to get down on the floor and lay there until the officers come. Do not move and I'll communicate the unusual circumstances to the NYPD in your vicinity. I'll also alert the business owner and the alarm company. Esther hit the floor with her hands raised, unsure if she was going to make it out out alive. As she lay face down, She could see flashing lights reflecting off the walls of the dressing room from the picture window at the front of the store. There were voices outside. She wanted to get up but recalled the operator telling her not to move. Esther began to shake as she heard keys and a lock turn. Two officers entered, guns drawn, and called out for her to stay on the floor and keep her hands raised. Please don't shoot. She followed their instructions. I fell asleep. I didn't break in. The officer handcuffed Esther and asked her to be quiet and stand on her feet. As she started to speak, the officer raised his voice and said, Ma'am, stand. 
She struggled on one knee at a time until fully facing the officer. She was completely in a daze. What is your name? One of the officers asked. Esther. She nervously chuckled. Do you have any identification? Yes. In my purse. Ma'am, why are you in the store at 1 a.m.? The store clearly closes at 7 p.m. He asked the other officer to rummage in her purse for her ID. I fell asleep in the dressing room. That is all. I didn't know the store had closed, and I guess none of the employees checked out the dressing room before they locked up for the night. After a few minutes and after finding no forced entry, the store owners were led into the boutique. Unfortunately, Esther didn't recognize them. Neither one had been present in the store when she'd entered earlier in the day. Ma'am, I'm sorry, but we have to take you to the station. You'll appear before a judge in the morning, the second officer said. Excuse me, I, I don't understand. I only fell asleep, officer. Why are you taking me to jail? Esther asked. The officer didn't answer her questions, but instead read Esther her Miranda rights and then walked Esther out of the boutique in handcuffs to his squad car. People stood in the street watching the commotion and a reporter stood off to one side. They're back to the squad car as they gave a news report amidst bright lights and a small camera crew. As the camera turned her way, Esther put her head down, attempting to hide her face. What the hell just happened? She had only fallen asleep in the boutique. It wasn't as if she'd robbed the place. It was the employee's negligence that had stranded her in the boutique. Surely the officers must understand that. How has she ended up in the back of a squad car? Was she really being arrested? Officer, why are you taking me to jail? Do I really look like a burglar to you? Esther asked again. Ma'am, calm down. I am calm. I'm only asking a simple question. Look, I don't really care what you look like. And before you start in on telling me your sob story, I really don't give a F. All right? Everyone has their own problems, even me. But, but, but I... Every day, I leave home fearful of not returning. And if I decided who was innocent of a crime based solely on what they looked like, a lot more innocent people would be in jail. The officer glanced back at Esther in the rearview mirror. I was married for five years. Now I'm divorced with a four-year-old son, Little Marky. I was on desk duty when I received a call from my ex that our son wasn't responding like he normally would. He was disoriented. When I met my ex-wife at the hospital, they found he had lost a lot of blood and needed a transfusion. 
oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. What do you think happened when I tried to donate my blood for his transfusion, huh? Well, I'd hope that your son was okay. Officer Mark swerved abruptly and pulled over to the side of the street. He banged heavily on the dashboard with his fists in what appeared to be a nervous breakdown. The man had snapped. He shoved open his door and got out, pacing around the vehicle about three times and holding his head as if it were about to explode. Then he angrily climbed back into the driver's seat, slamming the door closed. Esther stared on in silence, her mouth open in shock. <gasps> Officer Mark was a big guy, easily 5'9", 240 pounds with huge hands and small feet for his body. Here Esther sat, handcuffed in the back of a squad car with an emotionally unstable man who currently is in charge of her freedom and safety. Lord, Lord, Lord. She must have said it under her breath a hundred times. At this point, she wanted to run. Because of the handcuffs, she stayed. She did the only thing she could do and began to pray. He's not my effing son. My wife cheated on me, probably for years, Officer Mark shouted, startling Esther out of her prayers momentarily. Lord, have mercy on this man's life. Take these stresses and messes away from him quickly. And while you're at it, Lord, get me the hell out of here. Amen. Esther's one comfort was the knowledge that Officer's Mark camera was recording. The area was known to be high-trafficked and under heavy surveillance. With street cams along the entire street, the neighborhood was a popular hotspot because of a nightclub called Gigi's Dance All Nightclub that just sat across the street from where they were parked. Esther nervously sat waiting. She stared at the sign for Gigi's, afraid to speak least she aggravated Officer Mark any further. After a few tense moments punctuated by the erratic thumping of Officer Mark's fist against the steering wheel, another squad car approached. Its headlights lighting up the interior of their car. The officers from the other car jumped from their car, perhaps having sense that something was wrong or having seen the movement of their parked car as Officer Mark thumped angrily against the interior. They snatched open the driver's side door, grabbing Officer Mark to remove him from his car. A third officer that Esther didn't know held Mark away from the car, his arms trapped behind him in a body hold. After a few seconds of struggle and then placating rocking, the other officers were able to mollify him. A fourth officer approached, shouting at Officer Mark, Mark, I don't want to tase you. Calm the F down. You need to take a leave of absence, man. 
You can't be breaking down on the job like this. The officer holding onto Officer Mark added, his arms still locked around him. Up until now, Esther had stayed quiet in the back seat. But it had been hours since she'd last used a restroom. Eager to get out of the squad car, she leaned back in the seat and began kicking the door to get the other officer's attention. Hey! She kicked at the door again, grabbing the attention of the officers. And the one that had threatened to tase Officer Mark jogged over to the squad car, jerking open the door. Are you all right, ma'am? No, I'm not all right. I need to use a restroom. Well, 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 will Esther get out of the squad car in time to use the restroom? And will Esther end up in jail? Stay tuned for the next episode of Esther Story, Man in Blue, Volume 2. And thanks for listening. And don't forget to invite a friend to listen to our latest episode weekly on Wednesdays. And always seek peace, joy, and love.